Hello and welcome to this week's GarageWire podcast with me, Mike Ruff, GarageWire editor. With DVSA data forecasting a huge spike in testing demand following a return to mandatory testing on the 1st of August, we've got Autotech Recruit's Gavin White joining us as special guest to share his expertise on garage recruitment with essential tips on what you can do to manage your workshop in what's going to be a busy few months ahead. Before that though, let's welcome GarageWire contributor Andy Parsons of Shortfield Garage in Surrey. Hi Mike. Andy, you've been writing for GarageWire for some time now, sparking some really interesting discussions in the comments beneath your articles, so it's great to have you on. Before we get started though, perhaps you could tell us a bit more about your business for those who don't know, because you've got servicing and repairs as well as car sales, haven't you? Yeah, we have. Um, we, we started up in 2001, uh, which seems like a lifetime ago now. Um, and we uh, have a repair shop with five technicians, um, fairly fairly big workshop, we've got nine ramps uh, and a car sales operation. How has the pandemic changed things for you? Obviously you're now complying with new government guidelines, but has the pandemic changed your business goals in any way? Yeah, yeah it has. It's really, uh, I mean, we had a, a rough couple of years with, uh, with Brexit and then following straight on with the pandemic. Um, and it's been been a very difficult time. Uh, I, I wrote before in the uh, magazine about uh, the MOT extension. Uh, it came just as the government was saying that you know the garages could stay open as a, an essential part of the framework to keep keep the, the country going. Um, and then they pulled the rug from from under us pretty much. Um, so we we sort of closed down for for six weeks um, along with many other places. Uh, gathered our thoughts and and uh, formulated a plan to to get going again. What about any bounce back loans to be paid back? Is that something you're having to deal with? Uh, yeah, so we we didn't take advantage of any loans. Uh, we we did get a grant from the government, um, and we also got uh, the rent uh, rebates, um, which came in very handy uh, at the time we were closed. Um, but as a, a business, we've always been fairly prudent, making sure we got enough money in, in the bank to for for cash flow. Um, and essentially to pay the staff, uh, you know, who are the, the lifeblood of any organisation. Now, the news we had all been waiting for came last week with confirmation that normal testing will resume from 1st of August. All cars, motorcycles and vans due for an MOT from 1st of August will be required to get a test certificate, while those with an MOT expiry date before the 1st of August are still eligible for a full six-month MOT extension. It all means that there's lots of work out there for garages, and we'll get into that later in the podcast. But what's your reaction to the news, Andy, and what's it mean for your workshop? Um, well, it's, it's tremendous news that it's it's uh, going to start up again. Uh, you know, the Independent Garage Association have, have been putting a lot of pressure on to get it uh, MOT testing back on. We, we've been testing since the 11th of May when we came back to work. The pent-up demand we had for the six weeks we closed helped us sort of carry through that period. And that's just starting to wane a little bit. So it's a, a welcome boost to, to our business. In one of your recent articles, you described the six-month MOT exemption as a big mistake, and you certainly weren't alone. But looking ahead to the future, how will you manage what will be a new seasonal MOT demand? It's going to be really tough, uh, to be honest, Mike. You know, we, we've got uh, August, we're going to be back online testing, hopefully as normal. Um, there are going to be uh, people that uh, are going to wait until their six-month expires, which is going to create a huge demand um, for for the winter months, we've got one full time MOT tester, um, uh, and we're looking to uh, the possibility of one of the other members of staff uh, helping out in uh, on the MOT side. Um, but it, it also detracts from 
our, the rest of our work, which uh, still has to be done. So uh, it's not an easy situation. We, we're, we're looking at auto tech recruiting. It's interesting you've got them on. Um, so that, you know, that's possibly an option. In terms of workshop investment, I know you've recently given the place a lick of paint. You've got a new R1234 YF Aircon service machine in. And you were toying with the idea of ADAS calibration at the start of the year. But is that still the case or have priorities now changed? Yeah, they've, they've really changed. We, we've had to, to put that on hold. Um, you know, it's it's a lovely thing to have and it's something that we're all going to have to invest in, I think, at one point. Um, but at this present moment in time, you know, we, we've just got to focus on, on keeping the, the cash flow healthy. We literally just embarked on a, a new revenue stream just before uh, the, the virus hit us, which is um, we've gone into the camper van market uh, brought a camper van, uh, which was a you know, a big investment, um, and unfortunately it was delivered in in April. So um, uh, hopefully that's going to pan out and start making us some money. But uh, you know, there's only so much we can spend. Of course, when you say you've gone into the camper van market, is that selling or restoring? Or no, so this is a brand new VW T6.1 camper van, which we're looking to to hire. Um, but we're also looking at the leisure market as a possible. Uh, new stream for us. We, we've got a quite a big workshop with you know uh, ability to to work on on slightly bigger vehicles, um, and the, the the leisure market is something we've been interested in for a while, and I think this year with uh, you know the the current state of the world, the staycation may be the, the the new new thing. What about electric vehicles then? I know you're yet to be convinced that it really is the future. It's a hard judgment to make, of course, but with vehicle manufacturers now spending billions in electric vehicle development and a ban on the sale of new petrol, diesel and hybrid cars from 2035, it's looking increasingly like electric is the future, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't say it's uh, it's set in stone yet. Um, you know, the uh, Asian market are still looking heavily at uh, hydrogen power vehicles. Um, and I believe VW and BMW are, are investing in that market, uh, you know, with Toyota and Hyundai, I believe. So uh, until, you know, everything's put into all the eggs in one basket, it's very difficult to, to over-invest in, in that market. All the guys have gone through a basic induction training uh, to make sure that uh, any vehicles that we are servicing, um, that they're safe to, to work on. Um and I, I do hope that, you know, with the, the new technologies that are coming out, that the industry becomes a little bit more accredited um, and, that you, you know, there has to be a level of training for, for people to work on these vehicles. The industry as a whole needs a, a real radical shake-up um, and, I, you know, I'm, I'd like to see some sort of accreditation for garages uh, and not just a, a signed paper exercise. I think people need to to be properly trained and properly rewarded for, for the work they do on these cars. You know, my technicians that uh, I employ are, are intelligent guys um, and they've studied hard to get where they are. And it'd be nice to see that rewarded. Being as though you've mentioned your team there and we've got Autotech Recruit on later, how do you find recruitment in general for your workshop? Yeah, it is very hard to find the right people. That, you know, a lot of, lot of um, uh, people out there talk the right game uh, but actually to find somebody uh, you know who who knows what they're doing um, is competent and produce a, a good level at work um, is very very hard um, we're fairly fortunate that most people that we employ stay with us for you know, a good few years so um, 
we're not looking to replace anyone at the moment, but uh, you know, with the ongoing pandemic and the effect that the uh, economy is going to have on uh, some garages, there's going to be some closures. I think Andy Savra on your last podcast was intimating that there's going to be you know, people around uh, available for for work. So we'll you know we'll keep an eye open and look maybe to increase our staff. Well, thanks so much, Andy. Good to hear from you. And I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Thanks, Mike. Keep up the good work. And now for our special guest. He started his automotive career as a dealership car salesman before taking a sidestep into recruitment, finding talent for the likes of British Gas, Centurion and Carillion. A return to the automotive industry saw him take on the role of after-sales manager, and it was at this time that he first encountered difficulties in maintaining workshop efficiency during periods of sick leave, holidays and training. Seeking out an agency to help solve the problem drew a blank, and so in 2010, with the help of a lifelong friend, he established Autotech Recruit, a specialist recruitment agency which connects workshops with vehicle technicians and MOT testers on both a permanent and contract basis. Gavin White, thanks for joining us on the Garage Wire podcast. No worries. Thanks very much, Mike, and thanks for asking me to join you today. Let's start with Autotech Recruit. What can your recruitment agency do to help independent garages? What we deliver is something that's very niche and very specialist within this sector. So where we can supply a vehicle technician, uh, yes, there is obviously an increased hourly charge to that than what you would perceive over a PAYE employee. But when we're speaking to most of these business owners, actually, in some cases, have not had a vehicle technician on their ramp for... I don't know, two weeks, when we ask the question to most independent garage owners, and I think this is quite key when they perhaps don't necessarily track their KPIs or understand you know, what they're getting in return on investment or productivity and their capacity, um, you know, what has it cost you not to have a vehicle technician on that ramp for two weeks, two months, some cases six months? 90% of people I speak to, Mike, don't know the answer to that question, which is a bit concerning. Um, and if we look at, you know, on average, most of the garages we deal with, it probably costs them on average somewhere between £1,800 a, a week in profit, potentially. We reported last week on GarageWire that you're waiving permanent recruitment fees at Autotech Recruit for three months. Can you talk us through what this means? Given the current climate, it's unrealistic for us to stand there and say, well, yeah, OK, I'll, I'll help you fill your vacancy but i want uh, an excessive fee for that we've got a lot of um, vehicle technicians and candidates coming to us at the moment and kind of begging us asking like i need help you know i've been made redundant there is no other jobs i can't find any other jobs we've got to get involved in projects like this and we've got to help um since we launched this on the first of july i would say probably 80 percent of of the inquiries we've had so far have come from independent garages i've lost count of the number of garages who have said they've been inundated with applications having advertised for a position only to find that none were suitable for the role what's happening here this is endemic of the industry unfortunately you know we've had 20 30 years of a lack of investment it's not so bad now it's not as bad as it used to be but i know when i was the coal face in the motor trade 20 odd years ago you would you'd, you'd get technicians you know the garages down the road would be pinching technicians off of other technicians and they'd be moving from job to job for 50p an hour more every six months that 
it's just the way it was. We have a f- phrase in our office that, unfortunately, in the industry, there's a lot of people that are kind of lo- looking for Lewis Hamilton's chief engineer, but are prepared to pay sort of 16 grand a year for it. And the two just don't go hand in hand. I learned that when working in the gas industry. You know, the gas industry had exactly the same problem 20 years ago as what we've got in this industry now. You know, there wasn't enough good quality gas engineers about plumbers. They just didn't exist. And hence the why they brought the gas safe register out yes it was a painful couple of years they kind of moved away from corgi um that weren't doing a particularly great job at the time um but the the industry got together and created their own register um you know and whether that's the imi ata or whatever it is but you know they they got together they they everyone got behind it they invested time effort and resource in it and and it come good you know the market trained their staff better because they had more money in the pot from uh, charging consumers correctly um their consumers were getting a better service you know there's less gas leaks less problems less carbon monoxide poisoning issues because their technicians were better paid and better trained and um uh, and the job was done properly we've, we've long spoke about um the need for the equivalent of a gas safe register in our industry Will it ever happen? The problem is this industry is so fragmented. It was a little bit easier in the gas sector because the big guys really dominated the marketplace. So your British Gas, your um, you know SSE, Scottish Power, people like that. Um, you know M Power. So them sort of companies really all got together and and they said, look, this is ridiculous. We can't keep fighting against one another and pinching people from one another because we're only hurting ourselves. But the problem is, there's so many people that are involved in the automotive sector, isn't there? everyone's fighting for their own little bit of turf unless everyone sort of pulls together um which to be fair you know the likes of steve nash and and the guys at the imi are trying hard to do um unfortunately nothing's really going to change is it now as you mentioned before last week the department for transport announced that the six-month mot exemption for cars vans and motorcycles is to end on the first of august it's been broadly welcomed with some question as to why we're still having to wait a month for the return of mandatory testing but it does present independent garages with yet another challenge to tackle the six-month MOT exemption will have been in place for four months by the 1st of August and, while testing wasn't completely halted during the lockdown, it has created a serious backlog of tests. DVSA data suggests the number of tests will now sharply increase, overtaking pre-exemption demands by August and continuing to rise before reaching a peak in October and November, when the volume of tests will be 200% higher than normal levels. The forecast indicates that testing won't return to normal levels until February 2021, and that will be short-lived because by March we'll see a dramatic drop in testing, marking the first anniversary of when the six-month MOT exemption was announced. It's a new pattern that's likely to stick around for a few years, so how, Gavin, do you suggest garage owners should prepare? It's um, a valid point you raise. Uh, I was actually on a trade user group meeting uh, not only on Tuesday with the DVSA, actually after the announcement on Monday. By the end of July, 6.2 million vehicles that will need an MOT test. And I think it, the, if you look at the spike, I think it rises by about 25% in September on top of what we would normally do anyway in September, which is always a busy month because of registration month. When you get into October and November, it's 200% higher than what it would normally be. So, 
you know, you've got your usual MOT test you'd have to do, you know, in October, November, plus an extra 200% on top. It's all coming at once. And, you know, and if people aren't got their ducks in a row and, and staffed up and equipment calibrated and ramps done and your stock's good and your stock supply's good and your parts supply's good, um, you know, you've you got to get geared up and ready to make hay when the sun shines because, you know, it's been a tough three months and, and people have made some significant losses, haven't they? Now, I know of... MOT testers that sadly have already been made redundant um, and, and some garages are having to make some really tough decisions right now because let's face it there's still another month before MOT testing becomes mandatory again and a month's a long time to try and keep things ticking over when the work's just not coming in what's your message for garages that are having to make these kinds of decisions at the moment you know all, all i would say to any garage owner out there at the moment is i appreciate obviously when it's coming up to the end of furlough we're seeing a huge amount of cvs at the moment coming into our business where people are unfortunately obviously being made redundant naturally i understand stand the reasons for that but if people can hang on to good skilled technicians and mot testers and you can perhaps cut some cloth elsewhere then i would advise to perhaps do that because you're going to need them at some point the reality is going back to when i started this business in 2010 off the back of probably the worst global recession we'd seen in a, in a generation a lot of people got made redundant back then and in 10 years we're going through the same if not worse again i think if people get made a lot of redundancies this time around we may lose these people forever and with the lack of apprenticeships that we all know that the industry has been struggling with over the last two or three decades um, naturally apprenticeships are going to get hit again apprentices take three or four or five years to come to fruition and come through the pipeline anyway um, you know the last decade's been increasingly hard to recruit people I think the next decade's going to be doubly as hard. Now, let's not get too jaded because although there's no doubt that things have been tough of recent weeks and months, workshops have taken the time to reflect on business operations. And as Andy Saver said in our last podcast episode, workshops haven't really had the opportunity to do that before because they were just too busy on the day-to-day job. So for garages wanting to invest in training and equipment, what should they be looking at? Well, for me, it's definitely got, it's got to be EV, isn't it? electric vehicle sales were up 50% but yeah they're up 50% of a quite a small figure so the figure's still not that vast at the moment is it but saying that it is gathering pace and obviously with a lot of the VMs um, coming out saying that they will cease producing combustion engines by whenever they've said it Volvo I think it was 2024 or something like that you know at the end of the day it is coming whether we like it or not we've just been um, working with the IMI and we've just been invited onto their um, SAG committee their um, tech safe their advisory group panel and I think the um, the important thing is as well and what not a lot of people are aware of is the insurance implications of this in the future as well now as we start to see more and more of these vehicles entering into workshops um, you know, and let's be fair, I mean, the Prius is now, what, on its third, fourth generation? It's been around sort of 15, 16 years. So it's not an uncommon vehicle, you know, and there's plenty of them out there now. So if uh, a vehicle technician was to seriously injure themselves or fatally kill themselves, electrocute themselves, um, you know, the garage owner could be held liable for that. I think a lot of garages really need to sort of make themselves aware of that and think on about how 
um, uh, how they adapt to that and how they're going to do. Uh, and you naturally, you're going to see that probably becoming a prerequisite um, for insurance companies in the future to say, look, you know, do you work on EV hybrid vehicles? Yes, we do. Can you prove to us that all of your vehicle technicians have had sufficient training or awareness training sadly gavin we are running out of time but do you have a key message you'd like to share with our listeners before finishing up it's all about your workforce it's all about your employees and i know it's extremely tough times out there at the moment if you can gather your staff together certainly for a lot of people that probably been on furlough potentially for a few months it's about you know now's the opportunity i think if we can start getting people back into the business getting them back working in a socially responsible way obviously but you know, if we can maintain that and, and start getting people back to work quickly, um, I think we can work our way through this and get, get out of this. But from our point of view, you know, we're here to help. We're here to advise uh, on anything. And, you know, even if it's nothing to do with recruitment or, you know, you want to ask questions about training, please feel free to get in touch. We're here to help support independent garages work through this tough time. Thanks so much, Gavin. Really great to have you on. Cheers. Thanks very much, Mike. Really appreciate your time and allowing me on. That's it for this episode. Well done for making it to the end. And being as though you have, why not subscribe to the Garage Wild podcast in your podcast player? We've got further information on everything we've covered in today's episode on the Garage Wild website. And you can get in touch with me by emailing michael.ruff at garagewild.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a new episode in a couple of weeks.